Well, hello, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the sixth and final episode of Ringside Matters. Um, I don't recall if I ever had any theme music for this shit, but I figured I will not put it in just so as not to confuse anyone. Like, oh, it's the same fucking music he uses for every show. But no, um... What, uh, this is Ringside Matters, and basically this was the supposed to be the wrestling show for uh, casual fans, you know, because I casually watch and pay attention when I can. I do follow a lot, uh, especially other wrestling podcasts and what they say, mainly uh, Stephen Larson, Going In Raw, and, uh, and I hear their stuff, I... Follow Sean Ross Sapp. I follow Ringside, uh, not as a cage size seats or whatever the fuck it's called, or uh, Wrestle Sheets or Wrestle, whatever the fuck, uh, Wrestle Talk sometimes. And, you know, so I try and gather what other information I can get from them and try and spew it back to you. And at least give my two cents on all the situations that are going on. But uh, this is probably going to be a relatively packed episode because the last time I spoke with you guys about this show on this show I uh, speculated as is the name of (laughs) my my tag name um, that they were going to do a fatal four-way for Seth Rollins's uh, world heavyweight title with CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins since that time Seth Rollins hurt his knee. Uh, Jinder's not in the picture anywhere. CM Punk got injured during the Royal Rumble. Um, What else? Uh, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble for the second year in a row. Um, What else? There's a... Okay, Cody Rhodes won. Bailey. Won the uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Um, let's see. Uh, the Rock is back. Vince McMahon is proven to be the evil jackass son of a bitch that uh, he always portrayed on TV. Um, a lot of fucking shit happened. Uh, I'm going to try and cover it as, you know... As it comes to me, but yeah, the Vince McMahon scandal is pretty fucking gross, and it's fucking out there. So, um, damn, Angela Bassett's so fucking beautiful. Um, she's gonna distract me. <laughs> she's freaking gorgeous. Um, so, Vince McMahon, uh, in a piece on the Wall Street Journal... Um, a young woman had come up forward uh, because since he reneged on her, the payments of the hush money, she said, okay, now I'm going to fucking talk. And he did, uh, so he's accused of sef- sex trafficking, uh, prostitution, I think, and um, other misconduct within the company and all that shit. So he's completely gone from WWE. And TKO. 
to an extent because some believe that he still might have you know some strings and some puppets within the company but this is it's 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 pretty fucked up what he what he's accused of doing and I wouldn't be so fucking surprised anybody that's surprised that oh my god I can't believe Vince McMahon he wants like the shit that this woman said he did was not surprising to me it's gross and completely horrible but at the same time I was not surprised because it's Vince McMahon he had Trish Stratus bark like a dog in the middle of the ring for what 15 20 years he had women fighting in their panties and bras like he I mean he he I mean he put shit on TV that was just like really fucking weird like Remember when Mark Henry was uh, supposedly fucking uh, Mae Young and she gave birth to a hand? Who do you think fucking came up with that and probably allowed that on television? <laughs> on his show? Vince McMahon. In a behind-the-scenes uh, story, uh, when Stephanie was pregnant with uh, their first kid, her and Triple H's first kid, he wanted to incorporate that into the show... Uh, make a storyline out of it and wanted to be like, who's the father? And he wanted to suggest that Shane McMahon was a possible father. And she said, that's my fucking brother. What's wrong with you? And luckily they scrapped it and they went, you know, they didn't even do the story. They just like, she went, well, she went away, you know, had her kid. And, but this dude is fucking demented, you know, whether it's, Wrestling, like, that's the shit about wrestling is that you get so involved in it. You probably, you, you know, because for a long time he said the Vince McMahon on TV is the character, but he's, no, a lot of people have said, like, it's almost the same guy. It's just turned up to 100 on TV. But, you know, it's r roughly the same guy. So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that, like, that mentality, especially in his old age, because this happened not that long ago. All the stuff that she said is not that long ago. Uh, John Laurinaitis is involved in this shit. Uh, Brock Lesnar's name was thrown in there. So there's some other wrestlers, but some that ha they haven't been named. Uh, Brock Lesnar apparently likes piss videos. <sighs> um, so, <laughs> he's been quiet and vanished from anything from WWE. Uh, he was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble, but they gave, uh, he, since he, like, I guess, I don't, I, I don't think he no-showed, but they left that spot open for him, and I guess he never returned the calls, or whatever the case may be, they gave it to Braun Breaker. Um, so it's all, it, it, it's fucking horrible. This, I mean, Vince McMahon is a fucking terrible individual. Whether it's the TV character or the real person or amalgamation of the two, you know, it, you can tell he's not. A, first of all, look, I even to this day, I will say even from before this shit happened, I was very interested. Or I still am very interested into seeing uh, either a documentary or a film based on how the fuck this guy took his father's company and made it what it is today.
I mean, the territories were sacred, you know, things you did not fuck with in the wrestling, you know, universe. Territories were very fucking sacred, and he somehow destroyed all the fucking territories. I said, nope, this is, I'm owning everything. That takes some fucking balls, some fucking deviousness, that takes some fucking gall that, you know, I, and, and I, it's like, look, the founder, uh, with Michael Keaton, the, the McDonald's shit, that dude wasn't 100% a nice guy, especially towards the end of the movie, he was a fucking asshole, first of all, he was a loser, kind of, in the fucking beginning, he was brilliant in the fact that, holy shit, he knew the ways around the business type shit, like, the legal stuff, the... The stuff that, like, I can take this and make it into a franchise. With or without you. And he did. He screwed those guys over royally. And made the biggest fucking fast food chain in all of fucking history. Bigger, probably bigger than Burger King, bigger than Wendy's, bigger than all the other, White Castle, bigger than all of them. It's McDonald's. McDonald's been everywhere. It's been in movies. It's been in TV shows. It's fucking everywhere. McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. So, by the end of The Founder, he was very much an asshole. Like, you knew this guy. You weren't really, throughout the movie, you're not really cheering for this guy, but you're watching and, and being like, holy shit, and that's how it was done? Holy fuck. So that's what I want. I want a Founder-esque movie about Vince McMahon and the creation of the World Wrestling Federation slash World Wrestling Entertainment. You know, like, first of all, when his father had it, it was the WWWF, Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Then they dropped the uh, the wide and became the World Wrestling Federation. And then uh, his, then he for like I think for pennies on the fucking dollar he got the company from his father or his father sold it to him or whatever the case may be and then he said his father said don't fuck with the territories you know I'm giving this to you I'm selling this shit to you don't fuck with the territories and he said alright I won't and he fucking bold faced lies to his father and went after the territories I, and I want to know how I want to know what did he say? What did he offer? What did he do? What? And a lot of these guys that were there at the time, they don't really tell the full fucking story. You know? They don't really say the deep down dirty shit like, what did he offer me? What did he, like, he said, dude, I want to make, you know, I want to know the fucking story. And you can't trust people like Hulk Hogan because he's a fucking bald-faced fucking liar. You can't trust, uh, you know, and... and Jake the Snake, you can't. I'm not saying you can't trust him. That's not. I, I my words kind of melded together. You can't trust Hulk Hogan at all because he's a fucking liar. Uh, Ric Flair, maybe. Uh, but again, he's very old and he's very like, probably has memory from a certain time to a certain time. For as far as I know, you know, depending on how far back he goes. But he was mainly a WCW guy. You know, he didn't join WWF until it was already fucking formed. He wasn't there at the time. You know. Um, Iron Sheik, he's fucking dead. Uh, Roddy Piper, unfortunately. 
God rest his soul. Um, who else? Jake the Snake, you can't... He goes... He's, he was already part of the company. He wasn't part of the territory system. Um, Jim Cornette, you could probably talk to because he's an actual historian of wrestling, you know? Um... Dave Meltzer, who's been around since, you know, the start of the, the revolution of a wrestling in the country. Um, who's old enough to fucking, like, uh, Bret Hart? He was probably, yeah, no, 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 he wasn't around during the Territory Days. But, well, through the end of the Territory Days, I think he was there. Uh, you know, you got it. But still, they don't tell the full fucking story. Because either they don't know it. Or it's so fucking hush-hush that, like, nobody's going to say shit. But someone has to fucking talk at some... Somebody had to have been... To, oh, unfortunately, I think... Yeah, uh, Pat Patterson's dead. Uh, Briscoe is... I don't know what the fuck. Uh, maybe... No. Um, Bruce Pritchard was not there at the very fucking beginning. Unless... Unless... Um, Vince McMahon is actually willing to talk. He's probably the only one that you could probably they could probably eventually get him to sit down and be like, "Tell us how you did it. What did you do? What did you promise? What did you offer? What did you do? Like, tell us beat by beat how the fuck you went from I won't fuck with the territories that to fuck it. It's all going to be mine. And that's what he fucking did. So that's what I that's what I want. I want to see that movie. At least up to a certain point. I don't want the past few years. Vince McMahon years. Because. Look let's just say. The excrement was. Discussed and. The fact that. Possibly Brock Lesnar likes piss videos. Is fucking weird. And shit. So uh, and there's also probably talk of federal investigations. And maybe I don't know about jail time. But unfortunately. Because he's one of the. Partially a one percenter type person, and you know, I think the best either the young lady can hope for is a civil suit and get her just rewards, her you know, her due money, or either the federal court can jump in and be like, "You did this, so we're really going to investigate and find dig out all the fucking details." And if it's true, we're sending your ass to jail. So that would be nice. Because I think he deserves some fucking jail time. Uh, John Laurinaitis has his own lawyer now. And he's saying, like, I was forced to do this stuff, too. Like, bullshit, you fucking raspy-voiced asshole. Like, no, you don't... You're, you're full of shit. John Laurinaitis is full of shit. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking disgusting and that's horrible. So... In an attempt to pull uh, the wool over our eyes or the blinders, if you will. Yeah, let's say the blinders upon the horse that is the fandom of WWE. TKO, Rahm Emanuel, whatever the fuck his name is, the guy in charge over there. And the head honchos, whoever's in charge. Brought in The Rock. To be not only uh, part of the board, uh, a chairperson. I don't know if he's chairman of the board or just part of the board. He's a board member. 
He has the legal rights to his name, The Rock. You know, and... What was it? And they gave him some money. So, and, and probably some sort of creative, you know, input. Or whatever the fuck. But he's a member of the board. They announced it. The fucking shit with Vince McMahon came out and like... No, just before that... <clears throat> He already announced that he was he he's leaving the WWE. He's stepping down. Whatever the fuck, everybody's like, oh, oh, okay, good riddance. Then The Rock was announced like, oh, he's joining the board, this, that, and the other thing. And then this shit came out with Vince and then uh, WWE and TKO really pushed to try and put the blinders on and shit. But for a good chunk of time, the Vince McMahon story story was you know. In our fo- in the focus. Now it's not so much. <laughs> if you really look at some of the internet stuff and the YouTubes and stuff like that, the thing is, is that at the Royal Rumble, uh, the most recent uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Cody Rhodes won it, run it for the second straight year. One of four men to do it. Uh, I think Pat Patterson did it. Shawn Michaels. Um, either the fourth or fifth. Uh, Stone Cold did it. And I think 97, 98. Um, and I think Undertaker did it, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm not I'm not entirely sure about that. No, uh, the picture was, I think it was Pat Patterson or someone else. I don't remember. I'm not 100% sure. But I definitely know that Shawn Michaels won back-to-back, and Steve Austin won back-to-back. And Cody Rhodes is one of them. So it's the top, he's part of the top four back-to-back, the only top four of back-to-back year Royal Rumble winners. So while he's, you know, celebrating, pointing to the WrestleMania sign as they're supposed to do, he points to the box upstairs where Roman's sitting, and he's saying, I'm coming for you, and I'm coming for that title. That's what I want. I already made, he already made his fucking choice. Only for them to say, like, oh, he has to choose. Is he going to choose Seth Rollins or is he going to choose... Like, dude, he was screaming at fucking Roman Reigns on the pay-per-view. So, um, so he wins it. And then he goes to, uh, I think he goes to Raw. And if you, like, real quick, if you remember from two episodes ago... The Rock came out and said the whole shit. Should I sit at the booth, sit at the bar, or should I sit at the head of the table? That was also... That could have been also a reference to the fact that... Yeah, I'm joining the board of this fucking company. So, <laughs> I'm sitting at the, the head of the table. Um, so, uh, so that's... So, everybody was like, oh, is that... That's going to be the WrestleMania? That Are they going to do that? And this was before the Rumble. And then the Rumble happened... Cody wins. They're like, oh, shit. So, uh, that week on Raw, Seth is telling him, choose me, not Roman. I'm the guy that you want to beat. I'm the title you want. You know, he made a push for Cody to choose him. And Cody's like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll think about it. Or some shit. You put a compelling argument, but I'll think about it. That following Friday, if I'm not mistaken, he shows up on SmackDown. Says he wants Roman. 
He says, I'm coming for that title. That's the title I want. I want to beat you. But I have my own, uh, what did he say? Um, Wise man or some shit like that. And we got to talking. And if I want to beat you, I'm going to, like, I'm known for, like, he basically says, I'm not going to face you at WrestleMania, though. Like, he, he said he's not going to phrase it. Like, dude, you're giving up your spot? And then he says, I have my, I seek my own counsel. And then The Rock comes out. If you smile. Rock comes out. They shake hands. And they hug a little bit. He tells Cody something in his ear. Cody kind of half smiles and nods. And, you know, he looks a little dejected and shit and stuff like that. So he... Leaves them in the ring, and then they ha- Roman and Rock have a face-off. Holy shit, internet said, what the fuck is this? That makes no fucking sense. So the following Raw... Now, wait, before that happened, Roman Reigns r- fucking buried the World Heavyweight title, and Seth Rollins is, you know, whatever the fuck. Only for Cody to come out and do his thing. But at the same time, he gave up his spot to The Rock. Clearly. As confusing and as stupid as sounded. Everyone's like, why is he giving up his spot? It's The Rock. So everybody's like, oh, The Rock is like, he's putting himself into shit. Like, he's taking away Cody's spot. This, that, and the other thing. Because he's the head of the board. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. Oh, they Like, no matter how you put it. Rock Roman, that's a money match. That's a WrestleMania match. That that's you know, there's money in that. But everybody wants Cody. People want Cody. The internet there was the hashtag uh, we want Cody. Uh, uh oh, the following Raw, the following week of that Raw uh, SmackDown, uh Raw comes on. I think while Cody was talking, everybody was screaming Rocky sucks. Uh and everybody's like this doesn't make any fucking sense. Everybody's fucking confused. And I think Seth Rollins came out to talk some shit. Drew McIntyre came out to talk some shit. I think uh, Shinsuke and Cody had a match. And then Drew McIntyre jumped him. And it, it was a whole big thing for a while on Raw. Uh, we're not on... That was this past Raw. So... Everybody's like, what the fuck, man? We want Cody. Rock sucks. A lot of stuff was coming out about the Rock saying, like, oh, he's making a power play. He's doing this. He's doing that. And and Cody's kind of stupid for giving up his spot. He's It's not right. He shouldn't do this. The Rock is trying to, you know, muscle his way in and shit. Uh, so, cut to today. And we have... They have a WrestleMania 40 kickoff press conference. Basically a mini promo off for that. At least that's what it looked like to me. A mini promo off for the participants of WrestleMania or the future participants of WrestleMania. Uh, oh, and the pat. Uh, well, I'll get to it. But I'll circle back to it. But uh, about Bailey. But we'll circle back to that. Um. What was it? Um, okay, so we got this event. 
Seth Rollins is on the stage and he calls out Cody Rhodes. Uh, only the Roman's music hits. Rody come, uh, Roman comes out. And I, I don't know. They kind of intercut a lot of shit that I saw online. This is I haven't seen the whole segment, but um, telling you what I saw, the bits and pieces of. So Roman comes out. Beg your pardon if you heard that. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just finished eating. So Roman comes out and he says Cody had his chance. He hesitated. So now it's my choice. And I choose The Rock. And so then The Rock comes out. And The Rock does a PowerPoint, as as Steve from Stephen Larson pointed out, he did a PowerPoint thing. Uh, and he had a graphic of the family tree. And he went a little deep into the history of how they are cousins and how they're blood-related or whatever the fucking case may be, you know. Or at least they're, they're bound by blood, but they're not blood-related or whatever the fucking case may be. Uh, apparently, uh, Roman's grandfather and uh, the high chief, um, Maivia, uh, his grandfather, they made a blood pact, becoming blood brothers or some shit. Uh, very traditional Hawaiian stuff, uh, Samoan stuff. And so their tree is very interconnected, and they have many family members and shit. And they're all, they're all, they're all blood by some way. Uh, Ro- Roman is more connected to Yokozuna's family tree, the Ohani, not Ohani, Onowai family, while uh, you know, and the Wild Samoans and shit like that. Rock is more rock, uh, the Mayavia family. Uh, I, I don't fucking know the fucking proper name, but they're, they're, I think, yeah, he's not, that, that's the funny thing. I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but he's not really related to them much by blood because... His mother was adopted by Maivia, I believe, uh, by High Chief or whoever he is. I forgot the, his proper name, but yeah, her, the, his grandfather adopted her. So uh, uh, kind of muddies the water, so I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But apparently their family, it doesn't matter, their family. So he's like... This is the the money match. If y'all people don't get it, oh, earlier in the during the Pat McAfee show before the the press conference, he said, "Oh, people, uh, uh, Cody, some Cody fans are being uh, crybaby Cody fans, and they should shut their bitch ass mouths up and just enjoy the ride or whatever the fucking case may be." Which should have been a clue for a lot of people being like, "Oh, we're telling a story here, and you got to give us a chance to tell that story." However, I'll get to my opinion that I've, you know, I've gotten from Stephen Larson, but at the same time, I'm, you know, trying to formulate my view of it, but I'll get to it. So he's like, uh, this is not just about titles. This is not about just who is the head of the table, the tribal chief. This is about blood and this is going to be a battle of brothers or some shit like that. 
and they do the whole uh, Predator, Carl Weathers, handshake shit, you know, and then Cody, without music, says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and comes out and says, this is bullshit. And basically, they in this segment, they retconned their whole fucking shit that they fucked up in the past Friday Night Smackdown, uh, Friday Smackdown uh, thing. They retconned the whole shit. Right then and there, they retconned it. And Cody Rose was like, fuck that. You don't get to decide what, what I do with my story. You don't get to do this. You don't get to, like, strong arm your shit into my spot. I won the Royal Rumble. It's my choice. You don't choose. I do. I choose you, Roman Reigns. I'm facing you at WrestleMania for the title. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. Um... <laughs> I don't know why the fuck they came. So, they chat, they, it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, and at some point, um, Roman is like, you're irrelevant, just like your dad. Just, and it was so, like, well performed. Because just before he said, he says, you're irrelevant. Cody tries to interject and he says, just like your dad. And Cody's like, shuts the fuck up. He's like, oh, okay. Like he sucks. Like, like he bites his lip. Everybody in the audience is like, oh. You know, okay. All right. You want to uh, talk about family? You want to talk about blood? You want to talk about my dad and all that shit? Well, let me tell you this. Your grandfather, Roman, and your grandfather, Rocky, uh, Rock, uh, if they were here right now, they'd be ashamed of you, Roman, and what kind of tribal chief you are. Like, he was talking about, oh, there's a part where he goes, uh, you want to talk about family? How's Jay doing? Huh? You And then he just, like, says some shit. He basically runs him down a little bit. And The Rock takes some offense, because he's like, oh, you want to talk shit about my boy's family, you know, you talk shit about his family, that's my family, you talking shit about me too, you know, so he takes Roman's side, and he smacks the shit out of Cody Rhodes, you know, it was a good smack, Cody didn't fall down or anything, but you know, it kind of, you know, it rocked him, you know, it wasn't like those fucking slap fucking videos that, you know, that new sport that's coming up from Russia. Well, it's it's from Russia, but you know I think it's making its it's making its way here in the states and shit. What is it? Smack something? A slap, slap fight or whatever. Uh, so he kind of, he doesn't do that kind of slap, but he's you know he slaps them good, like kind of like uh, how he slapped Tyrese, <laughs> like you know like a bitch, you know, <laughs> and so. Uh, Triple H, Nick Aldis, uh, Adam Pierce, and Seth are all there. Uh, the officials, like, they get in Triple H on a drop of a dime, jumps in front of Cody and pulls him back. Seth comes out of nowhere and gets in Rock and Roman's face. He's like, fuck that shit. You don't get to fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're on the board, man. You can't fucking do shit like this. You know, they were bleeping a lot. Not bleeping, but uh, they were, like... You know, cutting out the audio every time you knew they were going to curse. <laughs> uh, 
And so it, even Seth got in Rock's face, like, what the hell? What, what, like, what the fuck? So it, it, it's... The entry, the story was, it started, it started good, got convoluted, got confusing, got stupid, and now it's becoming a little more intriguing and interesting. And you still don't, we still don't know where the fuck it's going. Because they still have Elimination Chamber, I think one more pay-per-view, and then you got WrestleMania. If I'm not mistaken, because I think Elimination Chamber, no. I think it's Elimination Chamber coming up. Then you got Mania. So. This leaves up a lot of different like. Possibilities. Is Rock going to be like a special enforcer? Is Rock going to join with Roman? Is it going to be a fatal four way? Is it going to be a tag team? Is it? Oh that's real quick. Uh, Triple H said that the main night one main event is going to be a tag team. Are you fucking stupid? Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck the fuck out of here. I'll get to that. So. Is it going to be a fatal four way throwing Seth Rollins into that shit? Uh, will he be 100% for it? Because he did fuck up his knee, but I don't know if he's like. You know, it's not damaging that he needs surgery, but he needs to rest up that that knee for quite some time. So it, maybe he might be 100% by Mania. So if they could throw him in there, but he's the World Heavyweight Champion and he's got to have his match at Mania. It's not going to be CM Punk because it's got to be true. And I think they threw in someone else into that mix. Well, it was supposed to be Cody, but Cody's not. Uh, involved with that part of uh, the story so that will be interesting then you also still have Damian Priest who's still Mr. Money in the Bank running out of fucking time not unless at Chamber he cashes in becoming new World Heavyweight title and then they take the World Heavyweight title out of the picture of the Cody storyline if that's what they're going to do and bring Seth in as his partner make it a you know, tag team shit. Maybe that's the tag team he's referring to on night one. And then night two, you got your Roman Cody. So, there's that. Then you got the idea of maybe it's a triple threat. You put Rock versus Roman versus Cody. But then you got Rock and Roman being together. And they could jump on Cody. Um, uh, so, there's that. There's... Uh, there's a couple of other possibilities that I can't think of right now, but something in uh, something in the back of my mind, like because I have this, I'm not gonna say it's an ability, <laughs> but it's an ADHD thing, and we can, uh, if you know, you know, if you have ADHD, you know what I'm talking about. We can see the patterns. That not a lot of people see of where certain things are going, especially in a movie, especially in a TV show, especially in, you know, and th- in, in stories, you know, and things that's happening. More or less, we can't predict the future. We could just see the story patterns 
and connect the dots and figure out the ending like that. So uh, I, I, I don't... I know there's a name for it. I just can't think of it right now. I saw it in a, a reel. I think it was on TikTok or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's true. I can I can do that. I've done that a lot. A lot, a lot. So my ADHD senses are tingling. <laughs> They're building this drama. Will he, won't he? Will they, will they, won't they? How is Rock going to affect this story Cody Rhodes' story how is he going to how is he going to uh, make this you know interesting as far as it's become so far I think my ADHD senses are telling me it's all a fucking of course it's all work but it's a work by Cody and Rock. Cody has stated that he wants to take everything from Roman. And what better way is to use The Rock to do it? While Cody gets the title, Rock gets the head of the table. It... Now, it could not happen. It probably won't. But my senses are telling me Rock is going to be somewhat of an enforcer of the match. And he's going to screw Roman in some fashion. And Roman's going to fucking lose. Now, while it's always that the bloodline comes in and saves the day. and Not saves the day, but fucks shit up. And, they, and Roman cheats to win. It's how he does it for the past some odd years. So, something is telling me, my ADHD senses are saying, Rock is somehow going to betray Roman, whether intentional or intentional. And if it's intentional, wait, what's the word? Yeah, if it's intentional, it's a, it's a whole ploy that was devised by Cody to destroy Roman's empire. I used your family to destroy you. And then Rock could probably come up with some excuse. And then they build up a whole year's worth of story to the next WrestleMania of The Rock versus Roman for the head of the table. Or whatever the fucking, whatever the plot is going to be. But that's the... That should be the long-term goal of this. Like, this is Cody's story right now. For Rock to take that away and to muddle it kind of really, like, shows how much of an asshole he can be. Um, but if they're smart and they play the long game, you have, Ro you have Rock cost Roman the match somehow, some way. Either intentional or unintentional. And if it's intentional, you make it that Cody set it up. If it's unintentional, you'd be like, yo, I, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I didn't mean to have you lose or whatever the fucking case may be. Whatever excuse you give The Rock or The Rock gives to Roman. I mean, they did John Cena versus Rock the first time was a whole year in the making. They spent the whole fucking year building up that hype to that match 
So, you have all this time. You could do that again with Rock versus Roman. Now, is Roman as, you know, important or dangerous without the title? Maybe. Um, again, if you bring in certain family members that are not in WWE right now, but you bring them in, maybe work out some idea with their contracts, like uh, Jason Fatu, his, his, his brother. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm going down, <laughs> I'm going down a different tangent, but I was just thinking about how they're related, but like, I think the Usos are more related to um, Roman than The Rock is, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting story now. Now it's getting in, intriguing, if you will. It's getting more intriguing because you're still not entirely sure what the fuck they're going to do. They announced, they said, like, once he said, I'm picking you, Roman, they put up the banner. They showed Cody versus Roman, WrestleMania 40. You know, that's this, that's that's going to be the match. You still have a long time between that. Now, that's what happened at this press conference till WrestleMania. To tell a very interesting, very compelling story, you know, to really soup up this match because it's going to be the biggest match of, you know, of WrestleMania. So they got to do it right, you know. They have to do it right, uh, and I kind of, I kind of trust Triple H to tell a good story. And uh, Steve and Larson, they brought up a part that I guess it was a backstage segment. And somebody, uh, somebody, one of the reporters was trying to ask uh, Triple H, like, what the fuck just happened? And then Rock and Roman came up to him. And Rock said, you better fix this shit before I fucking slap the shit out this guy again if you talk some shit about my family or whatever the fuck the case may be. And I think Triple H says something and then Rock says, you're lucky you can't fight. You can't fucking fight or some shit. You're lucky. And Triple H kind of smirks and like, yeah, you're lucky too or some shit like that. Or I wish like if I could fucking fight, we would have one hell of a match. <laughs> but he can't, unfortunately. That's it. Triple H is, he's done. So, there's that. Moving on to the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Jade Cargill uh, made her debut. I think she signed with SmackDown now. Yeah, I think she signed with SmackDown now. So she's going to be a SmackDown uh, uh, star. Um, she had a moment with Bianca Belair. They, you know, shoulder-pressed some chicks and tossed them out. She eliminated Nia Jax, who was kind of making a tear, and she eliminated her. I think there was a spot where she body-slammed her. She just picked her up and boom. Um, so... I'm trying to remember what the fuck happened. Uh, something. Oh, Jordan Grace from Impact with the TNA Impact title. It was an entrant. I think she was number 21 or 22. Uh, she got eliminated by Bianca Belair. Bianca did her finisher on the apron. Uh, 
and took her out. Um, who else? Uh, shit. Naomi came back. She's officially back. I think she has to do a couple more matches for TNA uh, before her contract's up and her time is finished over there. But she's back. I think she signed with SmackDown. So she's coming back to SmackDown. Uh, so Naomi's back. That's really fucking cool. She was number two. So it was her and Natalia Neidhart opened the, the match and shit. Uh, Bailey came in. And, you know, long story short, Bailey won. She, it was the final five or final four. And she, I don't know, she didn't go on a tear. But, you know, eventually it came down to her and she won. The, she was the surprise. And if anything, everyone says that her the women's Royal Rumble was the better Royal Rumble than the men's. The men's didn't kick off until the final few. Until, I think, R-Truth came in. And he was, like, I don't know. Making a joke of shit. So, Bailey wins. And for the longest time, she's been saying, we're going to go out. I'm going to go after the world have, uh, the women's world title. I'm going after Rhea Ripley. So that we can have all the titles. The Kabuki Warriors got the uh, the tag. EO has the women's title. And I'm going to go get the world women's title. So she's been making threats to Rhea and shit. But at the same time, the intriguing part of the story is that she formed Damage Control. But now Damage Control has like outgrown her. And so there's times that she's completely alienated. From the rest of the crew. <laughs> and they do that on purpose. <laughs> like bitch we don't want to here anymore. But you know we keep you around anyway. But she can sense it and she feels it. And she's like you know like. But she's trying to be like yeah I'm part of this. I'm still part of here. I'm you know we're still together. Even Dakota Kai is like yeah I'm with the Japanese chicks. <laughs> so... Everybody's just waiting for that turn. Uh, Babyface Bailey, heel damage control. They're uh, so they're waiting for that betrayal. They thought it was going to happen during the Royal Rumble, and they kind of hinted at it, but they didn't do anything with it. Uh, so Bailey wins, and so I think the segment from what I saw before I left Twitter, or I forgot where I saw it. Uh, maybe it was Threads. Um, so Bailey was listening in or was, you know, caught a camera listening in on the rest of Damage Control saying, like, they're going to betray her or some shit or kick her out of the group or whatever the fuck. You know, once she makes her choice and says she's going after Rhea, we're taking her out or some shit, which it was stupid if you ask me. But, you know, that just further. And I, I don't know the exact uh, set of events, but. They attacked her. I think uh, Asuka made the first move. And they tried, They beat her up. They, you know. And I think it was before she could make her announcement. And she, of course, she knew that it was going to happen beforehand. So she had a pipe set up uh, behind some ring stairs. So she made it to the corner where she had it. And they were, you know, kicking her and all that stuff. And so... You see it on camera. <laughs> Instead of them like playing it off as like, holy shit, where did she get that from? You see her pull it out and hide it under herself. They pull her out of the corner 
And before they could finish beating her up, she, like, starts swinging. <laughs> and, like, beats some people up. And she goes after Eo. And Eo kind of backs up. And she's hesitant because she's like, I brought you back. Like, you were supposed to be my friend. You know? Because damage control was Bailey, Dakota, and Eo. Then came Asuka. Then came, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rio. Alright, Rio? Yeah, Rio. And then it became the Japanese girls. <laughs> you know, like, damage control was them. And then she became champion, and she's like, I've been, I helped you become champion. I'm like, you betrayed me and shit. And so she kind of backed off. Uh, Bailey backed off, and she picked up the mic and said, you know what? I'm coming after you, Eo. And, of course, the people popped. And so that's going to be one hell of a match. That being said, when you win the Royal Rumble, automatically your match is the main event of the night. Now, you kind of... Because last year, uh, I think it was night one or night, I think it was night two. No, I think it was night one. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte stole the fucking show. And I don't think it, that was the main event. I think the tag titles was the main event. If I'm not mistaken. Um... So they always say it's the co-main event. No, it's not. The main event is the main event. There is no co-main event. You know, the main event of WrestleMania is rest, uh, is night two. That's the main event of the whole show. Night one has its own main event, but, you know, it's night one's main event. That being said, that's neither here nor there. You win the Royal Rumble. You choose what champion you want to go after. And that is the main event of the show. You do not main event, whether it's night one or night two. You know it's not going to be night two because Roman is the top champion. That's the title that gets the main event of the WrestleMania. So, um, Bailey, you do not put a tag team ta tag team match as your main event of night one when you have Bailey and Io, and you know Bailey and e Bailey can still go. As much, even though she's, you know, with all due respect, she's gotten a lot thicker than what she used to be when she was the hugger. You could tell she works out. You can, know, you can tell she eats. She's healthy. You know, she's a delicious piece of, uh, I mean, she's a, oh boy, um, she's wonderful shape. But we haven't seen her go as much as she used to go. But you, I'm pretty sure she can still go. And then you throw an EO? That's going to be one hell of a fucking match. EO versus Bailey? That's going to be fucking phenomenal. So, God forbid damage control fucks that up. But, you know, that's just, a, I guess that's an added story element. You know, she has to not only face EO Sky for the women's championship, but she has to fight off damage control at the same time 
So, uh, and sometimes damage control damage control can be a little hapless. So, if shit gets fucked up, it's because it's basically on their own accord, unless Dakota Kai stays faithful to Bailey, even though she's not right. No, no, she beat her up. Yeah, she she threw in some hits. So, fuck Dakota Kai. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping Bailey wins. Bailey needs to get that title. Um, it carries the lineage of the women's. Uh, championship it carries the lineage of because it was the raw title right yeah it was the raw title and the raw title has the lineage of the wwe women's championship so it has that lineage so she needs to get that title the women's world title has the lineage of the smackdown title it's not that old and plus it's very new and it and, and and it within itself, even though it has the lineage of the SmackDown title, it's a brand new title. The first and only person to carry it is Rhea Ripley, and she's so far had it for a very long time. You know, granted they didn't give her the amount of matches, but she put on some good, great matches to in defense of that title. So, um, that's another thing. She was also at the press conference. She said, "Whoever wins Elimination Chamber, I'm ready for." They're not ready for me. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Becky's music kicks in. Becky comes out. Is Becky going to be in the chamber? Is she going to win? I, I, I will not be surprised if the women's world title becomes, becomes a triple threat. Because you also got Nia Jax in the picture. Nia has a history with, of course, Becky Lynch. Especially since the last match they had where she knocked her out again. Well, she didn't knock her out the first time, but I mean. Because she did bust her nose. You know, a stray fist busted her fucking nose. And I think she was knocked out. Not knocked out, but she was like loopy for a bit. But she continued doing what she did. And then we got that iconic shot of all her bloody and saying, Who's the man? You know, I'm the man, Rhonda. This is my show, you know. So, thanks to Nia Jax, we got that image of Becky Lynch. So, you got their history and current history right now. Nia also has a beef with Rhea right now. Unless Rhea, unless Nia completely goes blind with rage and tries to go after Jade Cargill, and then they throw them a match at WrestleMania so that Becky can have her moment with Rhea. Which is a possibility, a very, very strong possibility. So, it's probably a foregone conclusion. Becky's in the Elimination Chamber and she's winning it. Um, and that could probably settle her feud with Nia. That's assuming Nia is in that match. Uh, but they could still have like either a kickoff match or an early uh, match with Nia versus Jade Cargill. But we'll see. I, I don't know what the fuck to say about that one. But... <laughs> Then you got, um, so yeah, uh, can't, be right back. So, um, so, what was I saying? Okay, should Rhea lose? Probably. Do I want her to lose? No. But it should be one hell of a fucking match. That should be saved for night two. As, as they say, a co-main event. I don't know. But you put Rhea in a top spot. You put Rhea Becky in a top spot. Um, if 
No, you it's again night one should be Bailey versus Eo Sky main event. That's it. Night two, co main event as they like to say, should be Rhea versus Becky. Rhea's had the title long enough. She's established her reign, her dominance, her you know, she is top of the mountain right now. Of of the world women's world title. It's probably time for someone else to get that title and have their own reign with it and tell their own stories with it. And plus to give Rhea a fucking break. Cause Rhea's been like she's been on it since she won since she got that title. She's been on it. She's been opening Raw. She's been closing Raw. She's, you know... Judgment Day has mainly been circling around her. She's a fucking star. And, you know, she's been working her ass off. This whole fucking year. For quite some time. But this whole, like... I think she's had it for a year now, right? Because she won the SmackDown title at WrestleMania... It took them a few months to change it to the world title. Yeah, like early. Yeah, because that was in. Yeah, since April. Yeah, she's had it for a fucking year. She's got a whole 365 some odd days of holding that title. So she's like number one. Like I've had it for a year. So that's the record to beat right now. And I don't think they're going to let anyone else beat that record for some time for that title unless they have another star or unless Rhea gets it back and holds it for another year and a half or something like that you know uh let me um hold on let's take a sip. let me check something real quick um Funny how this show ends up being coming the Rhea Ripley show. <laughs> Rhea Ripley title reign. Okay. Look at that. 312 days since April 1st of 2023. So she's had it. For, well, no. 312, there's 365. I don't... 312. Uh, we're in February, March, April. Will that make the 365? I don't know, but... 312 is fucking phenomenal. Well, Charlotte Flair had it for 92 days. Uh, the, okay, let me see. Let me go to WWE.com. Okay, as of this point, 313 days. Uh, when we hold it, heading to Raw in the wake of Brand Extension Draft, Shake McMahon and Daniel Bryan introduced SmackDown Women's Champion for the Blue Brand with the first champion being crowned at Backlash of 2016 on June 12th. Uh, edition of Royal the title was renamed to the Women's World Championship. From 2020 to the present, 
It's had 10 holders. Longest rain was 379. Rain began in previous decade. Uh, shortest rain was 55 days. That was from 2020 to the present. So who ha who has it right now? It's Rhea. I know that, but okay. Sons of bitches. Okay, Seymour. Okay, yeah. See, it has the lineage of. Oh shit! Surprise, surprise. Bailey has the record of holding the uh, this title's lineage, even though it's now the world. The Women's World Championship or the World Women's Championship. What's it called now? <laughs> Women's World Championship. Okay, Women's World Championship. There's been 10 holders. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Okay, Rhea Ripley a couple times. Shot a player a couple times, I think. Y yeah. All right. Bailey has held it for 379 days. Rain began in previous decade, 2019. From October 11th, 2019 to October 25th, 2020, she had it for 379 days. Sasha Banks got it from her and held it for 167 days. Bianca Belair got it from her uh, for and held it for 132 days. Becky Lynch got it from her, had it for 62 days. Charlotte Flair... Got it back from 2021 to 2022 for 197 days. Ronda Rousey had it for 55 days. Liv Morgan had it for 97. Ronda Rousey got it for 83 days. Charlotte Flair got it again for... Oh, wait, what? Yeah, okay. I'm correct. Uh, Charlotte Flair then had it for 92 days. Then Rhea Ripley got it uh, last year. April 1st, 2023, to the present, 313 days. She's not going to beat uh, uh, Bailey's record if they have her lose to Becky. If they have her lose to Becky at WrestleMania, she will have the second longest reign of in, in the lineage of this title. She would have the second longest reign. But in the form of this title, she would have the longest reign. It'll have an asterisk it, uh, because it's got to be distinct that it's it carries the lineage of the SmackDown title, but it is a brand new title as the Women's World Championship. Um, so in the sense of the World Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley has the record right now at 313 days. In the lineage of the title in its entirety, Bailey has the record of 379 days. The shortest reign was 55, and that was <laughs> Ronda Rousey. <laughs> but wow, Liv Morgan had it for a while, 97 days. All right, so yeah. That being said, do they really care? 
for the records right now? Do they want to beat Bailey's record? No, I don't think so. But you do want to establish Rhea as like, holy shit, this is the top of the mountain when it comes to this division and this title. And if you think about it, they've already established her her title and her reign and her stardom overshadows the EO Sky's um, title reign. She didn't have many defenses. She, you know... Yeah, she's held it for a while, but... Yeah, it, 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 she hasn't done anything significant since she's won that title. And they didn't give her anything significant. You know, that's not her... It's not... It's never the champion's fault. It's the bookers. It's the writers. It's the person in charge. They didn't give her much to fucking do. So... I can see them, I can see her dropping it to Bailey and they give them a story for quite some time. I don't know if they're going to hot potato it, but Bailey should get it. Bailey should win it. Uh, it would be a feel good moment. It'll reestablish her as a face, as a champion face, and we'll see how it fucking goes. Um, and they'll see where they go with it. Uh, she definitely can't go back to being a hugger, <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Rhea, on the other hand, it's kind of difficult. You know, do they want to, if they want to establish Rhea, which she is right now, as the dominant women's world champion, and kind of like the top of the mountain, you have her beat that record. If that's what you have in mind, unless they're really more focused on having Roman beat Hogan's record, which I hope they do so they can wipe that out of the fucking book, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they find it that important for the women's division at this point, unfortunately. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm, I'm, the fact that I'm talking about it means it's important to me. Should they, I think, if they want to, if they care about that, Rhea should beat Becky and retain the title for a little while longer just so she could beat that record, whether it's 380 or 381 days, whatever the fucking case may be. And then she lose that title to Becky or whoever else poses a threat. Um, so, yeah, or Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler should probably be the next person to take that off Rhea. Because they have to establish her as, like, a very dominant force. Like, I'm the one who took down Rhea Ripley. So you have to fear me. And it makes sense. It would make so much sense. Becky, of course, she'll always be the man. Um... How she gets that title, that's that's the whole story too. That could be the whole story as well. You have... Okay, Becky doesn't come through at WrestleMania and gets the title off, you know, off of Rhea. But Shayna, after Rhea beats the record, has it for a while, 
she loses to Shayna. Shayna becomes a dominant champion. Becky works her way back up. And then you have that Shayna versus Becky match. And if Becky could take down Shayna, bing, bang, boom. Then you get the story of once Rhea comes back from vacation, she's like, I want my fucking title back. You put, you make the Rhea-Becky story. Can Becky fend off Rhea Ripley? She beat the person that beat Rhea, but can she beat Rhea? And then you have her beat Rhea to retain the title. You know, if you want to establish Becky Lynch as that, the man, you know, which she already is established. But, you know, it's it's a compelling storytelling to me. Um... So yeah, that's uh, the, there's that, but um, let's look at real quick, cause that has me uh, interested. Uh, let me go over here. Let me see, women's world championship. Let me see, uh, what the fuck is this? Oh, love and okay, uh, superstars, champion. Women's champion. WWE Women's Champion. Why does it look like this guy's wearing his underwear? I don't know. Yo, Sky versus Bailey, yeah. Yeah, she's a lot thicker <laughs> than how she used to be. Okay, I'm trying to see, uh, let me see, Superstar Stats, Women's Championship. Okay. Time held 187 days. What? Okay, introduced by WWE Hall of Famer Lita on the WrestleMania 32 kickoff, the WWE Women's Championship ushered in a new era of female competitors who are making their mark in the sports entertainment industry. Modeled after WWE World Championship, the Women's World title contains 283 stones. Uh, that's information I don't need. Which concerns with assistance for Orange County Choppers American Chopper fame. Along with the title's introduction came the announcement that WWE's female athletes will be known as superstars. A status driven, deserving of their history of extraordinary accomplishments. The title was renamed the Raw Women's Championship following the 2016 WWE brand extension draft. Uh, on uh, June 9th, 2023, edition of SmackDown, the title was reverted back to the WWE Women's Championship name. Okay, from 2020 to now, there's been 13 holders. The longest reign is 419 days, and that goes to... That goes to... What? Huh. Oh, yeah. Bianca Belair. Wow, she has... Wow. She also has the extinction of having it for less than a day. <laughs> um, 
Wow, Bianca Belair has it had it for four hundred and nineteen days, but uh, Becky had it for three hundred and ninety eight. From two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty. Oscar had it for 78. Sasha Banks had it for 26. Oscar had it again for 231. Rhea had it for 97. Charlotte for two days. Nikki, Nikki Ash had it for 32 days. When? Um, Charlotte Flair had it for 61 days. Becky Lynch, 161. Bianca Blair broke the record and made the record at 419 days. Oscar had it for 70 days. Bianca Blair had it for half a day or... Less than a day. And then Eosky got it 187. Oh, yeah. She cashed in. She was Miss Money in the Bank. So she cashed in on Beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oscar beat. No. Oscar lost it to Bianca. Bianca lost it to Eosky. Uh, in the same day. So, yeah. Uh, so they still counted as that one day. <laughs> uh, Eosky. And so far has it for 187 days. Huh. Okay, so... From 2010 to 2019, there have been 15 holders. 398 days. This was back when it was the Raw Women's title. Alrighty. Well, how many people? 15? Who had it for the longest? So, so far, Charlotte had it for 113 days. Alexa Bliss had 111. Alexa Bliss, 222. Ronda Rousey had a 231. Oh, Becky Lynch. It still counts. 398 days. Carrying over to the following decade. 398 days. So yeah, Becky had nope. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Bianca Belair carries the record of the women's championship for 419 days. That's as far as it goes for this particular title, but it has more of a lineage than that. Yes, it has the lineage of the Raw Women's title, but it's still the lineage of the women's championship. So it to me it counts having. You know, all those decades of other uh, holders of the title. So, yeah. Where's that? Oh, beg your pardon. It's 2.48 a.m. on a Friday. Uh, Smackdown's tonight. Oh, that should be interesting after what happened today. So I wonder what's going to happen tonight on Friday. Ooh, interesting. So... Is there anything? Else? Oh, uh, Sting won his first title in AEW as the tag titles with um, Darby Allen. Sixty-four years old. This man is still doing it, and this is supposed to be his final year. I think uh, next month or in two months. It's that's his final match, and I think this is what it, they're building it up to. It's going to be a tag match. Of course, it's got to be a tag match because he can't do a singles match anymore. He's 64 years old. He can't carry a whole match. So I think that's what they're building to. So it's going to be Darby Allen and Sting in his final match against the Young Bucks for the tag titles. Um, uh, I think Steve suggested that he go out on top, but 
That's not usually how these things go. Uh, so yeah, I, it's interesting. I don't follow too much AEW. Uh, TNA uh, fired. Um, at, well, it was Impact. Now it's TNA again. Um, the people who own it, and not Endeavor, but uh, what's I forgot the fucking name of the company, but uh, they fired Scott Demore. The man who's helped not only Impact become a name that it is today and was able to get them to come back to T- as TNA. You know, because again, they, they became Impact to get away from TNA and now they're becoming TNA again because I guess they built the brand of Impact. Helped them regain some semblance of like we are a legitimate third choice for televised wrestling and I believe that I honestly I, 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 I've I never watched it but I keep track I watch uh, I used to keep track on Twitter Jordan Grace is one of my favorites um, Naomi was there for a good hot minute she was TNA champion well impact uh, champion then they changed it to TNA title she had that then she lost it to Jordan Grace uh, Bubba uh, Bully Ray, as they call him, was there for a while. Uh, you know, even though they have their past history, Impact established themselves as, like, we're still a viable choice for wrestling. And so Scott Demore was one of those guys that was, you know, he spearheaded that. He helped make it what it became today. And so he was, so they brought it back as TNA, and he, from what I've heard from Stephen Larson is that he tried to make a bid to buy the company and go, you know, with it on his own. And the the main company that owns it said, nah, we're good. And you can go. <laughs> like, if that's what you want to do, yeah, no. This is, we're running this show. So they fired him and, you know, not it wasn't like a dirty, nasty separation. It was just like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. You know, it was, I guess he was like, all right, fine. So he could, he has the pool. And plus, since he has that money that he was going to use to buy Impact and TNA, so he could probably start his own thing or whatever the fucking case may be. You know, whoever, you know, and not only that, if he was to be picked up by WWE or AEW, he would be a very good addition to both companies, either or. Um, as far as I know, and I've, have knowledge of him and as how he worked and what he did for impact. So there's that. What else is going on? That's all I got. <laughs> I think that's all I got. Uh, this is, or this was the sixth and final episode of ringside matters. Um, unfortunately, I po- I posted a poll. I believe it was on Twitter. And I said, the show with the least votes is going to be canceled. Um, Movie Commentary Tracks probably was the only one that got a vote. (laughs) And that was it. And so there was two other shows, three other shows that were like, I really like these shows, so I have to choose. Uh, Oh, um, Thinking Outside the Undies was one of them. Oh, Creator's Corner was one of them. Uh, that got a vote. 
Um, so yeah, uh, it, it came down to thinking outside the undies or ringside matters. I chose ringside matters because one, the numbers aren't showing that. And to be honest, even thinking outside the undies is not showing the numbers mostly. Like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, let's see, uh, let's go through the numbers real quick. If you will indulge me. All right, uh, podcasts. All right. When did I start? Okay, thinking outside neon these episode one. Okay, let's go back to Ringside Matters. Ringside Matters number one, the first episode of Ringside Matters got four plays. The second one got nine, and that's because Rhea Ripley is the title cover. Uh, episode three got eight. Okay, then I started thinking outside the onions that got four plays. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, where is it? Thinking outside episode two got seven plays. Uh, let's see here. Thinking outside the onions episode three got five plays. Episode four of Ringside Matters got four plays. Episode four of Thinking Outside the Onions only got two. And episode five of the last episode of Ringside Matters got only three. So it's a declining number either way. And it's just, I, and so there's that. It's The numbers were declining in listenership for this show. And also it takes a certain amount of attention and... I, I wish I could snap right now, but I have to be on point. You know, I can't just be for the casual fans. I have to get the uh, a notice of the regular fans and, and all that shit, you know. And you have to watch these shows. You have to watch Raw You have to in its entirety. You have to watch SmackDown in its entirety. You have to watch the pay-per-views in its entirety. One, I don't really have the funds to pay for Peacock to be watching these um, these pay-per-views. I will, however, use probably the free uh, uh, offer I think they have, like a seven-day free trial, so I can watch WrestleMania. <laughs> I want to see that, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I just can't be on that ball all the time. So. That being said, this is the sixth and final episode of Ringside Matters. I will still talk about wrestling here and there uh, on the other shows, uh, on the main show, if you will, the Speculating Nerd podcast. And uh, yeah, so if it's something that I want to talk about, I'll talk about it there. Uh, I won't just dedicate a whole show to it. Um, even though I can, it's just, it's just I, I, I should be more on point with it. And right now, I just can't. So, declining numbers in listenership and lack of um, and lack of listenership and an inability to produce the content that's needed to make this show work is what's canceling this show and made me choose this show. Thinking outside the undies. It's something I enjoy. I really enjoy. Besides, uh, uh, wrestling, I enjoy, but 
comics I love I love comics I love comic movies I love the that world so I don't want to give that up just yet I might change the name and I you know I'll figure something out with that to hopefully build boost up uh, readers and sh- I mean listeners and shit but we'll figure it the fuck out um so yeah I'm I'm sorry to see this show go let me see if I could play uh some appropriate music to uh, send us off into the sweet good night of um, yeah I have a let's see uh, let me see uh, no 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 It's funny that I should end it with that one, but, um, this just devolves into, let me see, let me see, I might as well just, I guess. Oh, this will probably be good. This will probably be good. Maybe it'll fit. But I, I, I can't shut the fuck up. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, Ringside Matters, episode six, final episode in the books. Until next time, folks. Peace out. Man. Yeah.